0: It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth. Hey guys, welcome to the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Schlereth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans. Scott, the hub, produced the program. Ah, oh, the football season, it's here! First, first full weekend, us. here we go, right? Yeah, the first full weekend's gonna be great. So we're gonna start uh, breaking down some of these teams that we think are potential playoff teams going into week one, just to see how the season kind of pans out. All right, so before we even get to the matchups themselves, what, what kind of quality, or bad quality, of football do you think we'll see this weekend oh we're gonna see garbage i mean (laughs) this hey the nfl it's fantastic right garbage it doesn't matter though the nfl is coated in teflon i mean they do this stuff all the time i mean think about it they this is just the way they operate like i always say this you know we always act like these owners are just brilliant right oh look at what they've done they've created this 14 billion dollar a year industry and you know whatever it is I like you're selling crack to crack addicts. Like we're as a nation, we're just addicted to the program. So, like we'll put up with. Like we've just grown accustomed. There's only 16 games in the season. Like that's it, and we've grown accustomed to the fact that our guys don't really play in the preseason. So, this is really shit football for the first couple of two or three weeks. Like that's what, we, and and you know what, we we are like thank you. Like the long drought is over. Right. Finally, football's back. It's gonna be here till mid-February. So, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for your shit. Yes, <laughs> just just pour some, <laughs> you know, pour it on me. It's like you like a, a a truck is backing up uh. a big manure truck, deed, 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 and they're gonna dump it on you. And you're like, bring it on. Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, this manure is delicious. <laughs> I mean that—that's what it is. They're just serving you a big turd sandwich, and you're going to be like, "Oh, thank you, man! I love the flavor of poop." Well, I uh, don't know how to go from uh, from right. that to the game, so I'm just going to I'm just going to go right into mm. it. Uh, Cleveland. You know what you could do? Hey, speaking of brown and poop, yeah. Cleveland. Yeah, there you Boom. go. Transition. There you go. There you go. I'm wearing like my orange. This is my like like my ode to Cleveland shirt that I got on right here. So this is uh, week one to start going out and backing up all the hype. Right. Right. Baker says the hype's for real. All right. Here we go. Yeah. Start we're, proving it. we're gonna see because when you look at the Cleveland Browns just from a roster standpoint, man, I, I'm telling you, you can make a compelling argument just looking at their roster. One of, if not the most talented roster in football. I mean, I'm talking about defensively with players, like I, I, I mean, offensively with the receivers, offensively with the players that they have. I mean, they are they are exceptionally talented, Mike. And so, you know, I keep looking at them as as that. Whether it's receivers, the quarterback, the tight end position, the running back position, you're looking at all the different things. Um, You know Miles Garrett and and Larry Ogunjobi, and and they've got a talented group. How are they going to play? Well, this is the kickoff, right? This is it. Who are you guys? And. It's going to be interesting to see because they are super talented. But we we just know, or we've been around this game long enough to know that it's just not the most talented team that wins. It's the team that collectively comes together, that plays for one another, that does all those things, that's willing to sacrifice, you know, that's willing to set egos aside. I mean, you've got a collection of a bunch of kind of alpha dudes on that roster. We're going to see exactly how that pans out. Plus, you know, you look at – you look at their head coach, who's never been a head coach. Remember now, their head coach Kitchens, um, Freddie. Freddie was a quarterback coach at the beginning of last season. Then Hugh Jackson gets fired. You know this is the, how how this whole thing transpired. Hugh Jackson gets fired. He goes from, you know, he goes from being quarterback coach to offensive coordinator, and then you know the the good Greg Williams takes over as interim head coach. So he goes from quarterback coach to offensive coordinator, then all of a sudden he goes from offensive coordinator to head coach this offseason. Like he's never done this either. So there's a lot of there's a lot of working parts here in play. But you talk about the the negatives of all this hype, but isn't there a positive to all of this if it's applied the right way? You always talk about how important confidence is in sports, and there's no doubt this is a very confident team. To me, the hype only becomes a problem if it causes them to cut corners and try to take the easy way out or overlook opponents. The, the flip side of all this, Mark, is that you could just have a supremely confident uh, team that's just going to ride the wave mm-hmm. of all that confidence and hype. Why can't it be that instead of oh, these are the things that could go wrong? Well, I think I mean I think confidence is great, Mike, but what happens? Confidence has to come with maturity. Like there's a difference, I always say there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. Because to me, arrogance is born out of, out of fear. Confidence is born out of preparation. I've done the work. Like there's a, there's a sense of bravado or false confidence because you, you haven't done the work, so you're hyping it up and you're doing all those things and you've almost become arrogant. But it doesn't mean that you're confident. The, the other thing about this is the maturity that it takes to play that way. I don't. I don't look at this team as a mature team. I don't look at Baker Mayfield as a, a has has matured yet to the point where, I mean he takes shots at another quarterback and then says, "Well, I've, I've been misquoted, and that that wasn't the intent, and this, that, and the other." You know, the bottom line is you probably shouldn't put Daniel Jones. You know, you probably shouldn't talk about it. You know, or, or or however that interview goes and and those will be things and I think it was probably pretty innocent for the most part. But you put yourself in a bad position and then you're just like, Well, I don't I don't care. I, I again, I I like Baker. I think Baker's a heck of a football player. We'll see exactly how all this all this um you know, all this talent, all this hype, all the all this stuff kind of melds together. We'll see what kind of team they become. But the thing about that confidence is you know and and slash arrogance is if things don't go right right off the bat do they start is there bickering internally do they start infighting do you know it do you lose confidence in the guy who you appointed the head coach like there's a lot of things going on here with Cleveland so with Cleveland you got a team that's maybe trying to you know tamp down some mm-hmm. of those those runaway expectations then you got a team like the Colts who had all the expectations for their season kind of sucked away the moment Andrew Luck re- announced his retirement, and I, I don't know, I think this is still a pretty good team, right? Jacoby Brissett, Brian Hoyer, whatever. However, that combination works, I don't think is the worst uh, situation at quarterback. T.Y. Hilton came out and said this is the best Colts team he's ever played on. So, as they get ready to take on the Chargers in in Week One, I, you know, maybe the Colts are one of those teams. Better be careful; don't sleep on. I think, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that feel that way about Jacoby Brissett. I, I mean, I think there's a lot of people that feel like Jacoby Percet could be great. He's a talented guy. He's got an opportunity to, you know, to, um, to be the starter with the coach And he's played a lot of football. And he doesn't have the specter of... Andrew Luck hanging over his shoulder. Andrew Luck may come back. When is Andrew Luck coming back? He's on the, you know, he's on the IR. He's going to be ready to return after week six and practice for a couple of weeks, and then he's going to take the job. Like you don't have to look over your shoulder anymore. And they are a talented football team. Remember, they started off last year what 0 and five or one and five or something like that, and they came back and made the playoffs. So it's a talented group. This is a resilient group. Although Frank Reich did go, oh, I'll tell you what, right now, Jacoby Brissett, he's a top-20 quarterback. And I'm thinking to myself, well, top-20 is not really, like, there's only right, 32 of them. It's basically bottom-third, you know? Yeah. He's a bottom-third quarterback. I, I think he's a talented guy. I think he'll only get better. I think he's always been, kind of had that... I'm the backup until Andrew Luck gets back, and I don't know when that's going to be. I think you kind of take ownership of that. So I'm excited to see his progression because I do think this guy has the opportunity to be a very talented guy, and it'll be interesting to see how you know this Chargers game rolls out um, because I think the Chargers are a really good football team. It'll be interesting. Melvin Gordon, no Melvin Gordon. They've given him permission to seek a trade. How does that you know affect their running game? I think it's a team that's built based on Phillip Rivers. I think that defense is big time. But again, Derwin James, one of the best young players in football, out. Um, he's got that, what, he broke his foot. So, like, that's that's going to be an issue for them. Yeah, so the Chargers, you and I have gone back and forth on this one. The importance, the impact of Melvin Gordon, uh, a lot of production over the last three years, 35-plus right. touchdowns. You know, you telling me that Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson are going to make people forget about melvin gordon i just think they look at melvin gordon as good as melvin gordon is and say listen only one time has he been healthy for all 16 games we've weathered the storm we have you know we have um even last year lost him for four games and won all four games he's a productive guy only one year has he been over four or over four yards of carry in all those years so, you know, I think they look at that. Austin Eckler is a very talented guy. I think they'll do running back by committee. But, again, I think they're built around Phillip Rivers, that passing game, to get Hunter Henry back. I think Keenan Allen's one of the more underrated players. He sets a tone for them on the offensive side of the football, one of the more underrated wide receivers in this league. Mike Williams is looks like he's just going to explode on the scene as a big-time playmaker. Um, I, I think that's the way they built their football team and around that defense. So I just think that's the way it's going to be. You know, you take a look at teams that will have a chip on their shoulder, the Colts. We wonder about Cleveland, how they're going to handle all of that uh, that hype. I'll, I'll tell you who's going to benefit from all the Cleveland hype, yeah, it's Pittsburgh. And I, 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 know, I'm not saying they're going to go into New England and beat the Patriots on, on Sunday right. night, but, right. but I, I think I think Pittsburgh's primed to have a really good season. Right. I, I like I Pittsburgh to win the North. I do too. I don't think they're going to beat New England because New England just seems to have their number. But you know what's been incredible about, about uh, Pittsburgh this offseason? We've not talked about them. Right. There's been nothing. There's been no noise. There's been no controversy. There's been no anything. Ben Roethlisberger has given up his radio show, which was one of the, the causes of the issues. You know, I think he and Mike Tomlin are, are – like really locked at the hip in this deal because of the situations that have transpired here recently. Both of them... Are kind of on notice right now. I think. I mean, I think both of them look at kind of themselves and go, "Okay, maybe I haven't handled the Antonio Brown situation very well. Maybe I haven't handled the rest of the team." Remember when Ben Roethlisberger put um, the wide receiver Washington on blast on his radio show, and then the, the general manager said, "Well, you know, it's like babysitting fifty-three kids, and you know, and and they basically gave Ben a hall pass, and Mike Tomlin has given players hall passes. Like this to me is like, hey guys, we can right the ship." And shut everybody up, but we've got to be in this thing together. I think, I think, and it's important, you look at quarterback head coach combos, the ones that have continuity, have stability, and have success. You know, Sean Payton, Drew Brees, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. You know, you look, you go through that and you look at different coaches um, right now, Sean McVay and Jared Goff. Last couple of years, they've won 24 games. They've won as many games as anybody else in the National Football League the last couple of years. Went to a Super Bowl. I mean, look at look at those situations, and I'll show you, when you have that combination, it creates stability, and it creates success for your organization. Obviously, they're great quarterbacks. I understand that. But they, they have that dynamic of being on the same page and essentially you know, operating an offense that way uh, over the years. The Patriots over the last couple of years have gotten off these slow starts, which has led to a ton of, hey, what's wrong with the Patriots? Mm -hmm. Is the dynasty over? And then they Mm -hmm. quickly rebound. I I don't think the schedule will allow them to get off to a slow start. Have have you seen how easy their schedule is? They open up with Pittsburgh, which which is tough. But then after that, at Miami, home against the Jets, at Buffalo, at Washington, home against the Giants, at the Jets, home against Cleveland, at Baltimore. Those are their nine games going into their bye week. Yeah. Well, the Jets I mean, they probably be... can't help but go at least 7-2, right. and, J- and one The Jets should be a lot better. The Bills should be better. But, you, I mean, you're not thinking— But are that... they prepared to beat the Patriots? That's my no. question. No. Where is it? The, the Pittsburgh game's in New England, right? Yep. What's the other hard? Is there another hard one or two games on there? I mean they go to Buffalo. Buffalo always tends to play a yeah, buf- tough. Buffalo's got they were like a number 2 rated defense last year anyhow or somewhere in there, 2-3. They three. get Cleveland at home. Cleveland at home. And then they're at Baltimore. At Baltimore, which has always been kind of a house of horrors yeah. for them. But that's that's the extent of their first 9 games. Yeah, they should I mean they easily should not easily, but it's the NFL. They're all the games are hard, but they should come out of that 7 and 2 at, at Minimum. worst. Minimum. Yeah, Minimum. So, yeah. New England's going to be in the Super Bowl again. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Well, they have a very easy schedule. They have a very easy schedule. Uh, not easy is going to be that NFC North. No. And you know we got a chance to watch Green Bay and uh, Chicago, but a lot of people feel Minnesota is the team to beat in that division. I I, I kind of tend to do feel you, that you way. You agree that? Yeah. I feel that way. I think I think one. You Mike Zimmer's a great defensive coach, and I think personnel wise, they've got an outstanding defense. He really understands, you know, coverage, coverage mix, gap assignment, football. Like he gets how it all ties together, all three levels. He does a great job of coaching his football team, great job. Um, and I just know enough. People that have been coached by Mike Zimmer that I have a ton of respect for that all are like, this guy is the bomb. He is one guy you want to play for. Now, he's hard on his players, there's no question. But they love playing for Mike Zimmer. So I think defensively, you look at them, they've got incredible talent there. Um, so I think, that's a, I think that's a big plus for them. I, I think offensively, this is where Kirk Cousins really thrived early in his career. He had, you know, Mike Shanahan. He came in there. He had this offense. He understands this offense that Gary Kubiak is going to run. Uh, I think it'll be a good offense for him. I think it'll balance out the run. You know, he's been he's been a guy that puts up forty four hundred yards every year. You know, twenty eight TDs versus twelve interceptions, and can't seem to win. Um, the big game, you know, can't seem to win a, a win against teams over 500, can't seem to put those games away. So I, I think this is the year he gets that done. I think a lot of it has to do with the balance that they will have on the offensive side of the ball, take some of the pressure off of him of calling things at the line of scrimmage. Um, I think this is a really good fit for Kirk Cousins. I like Minnesota in that division. All right, time to call your shot. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Season's up, up upon us. Here it is. Give me the two teams that play in the AFC and NFC championship games. Who plays in the Super Bowl? Who wins? I, I hate Why would you do that? Why not? Well, because it's week one. Yeah? Like, people hold you. Like, people go, oh, remember what you said? Would I do that? <laughs> yes you would because you know what there's nothing but space in that gigantic melon of yours huge. look at that thing i think and hold all that's a lot that's a lot like of what, knowledge. how many gigabytes like what's oh. a big number of gigabytes yeah i don't just, know the gigabyte it's thing. it's just huge whatever the biggest number of gigabytes like when you buy a, a cell lot of phone, like a a smartphone mm-hmm. they say would you like this package yeah. or that package go, give me the one with the most gigabytes right this, speaking of the most gigabytes, yeah, this that, is like I look the, at your this is like and You know the, what I see? That's the Gigabyte. Pla- That's the platinum plan, right there. Yeah, that that's thing uh, has got right that there. thing has got storage for days. You can't fill that up. No, no, <laughs> no. That thing's got plenty of room, untapped. Unlike so mine. Good. Uh, go Let's start with the NFC. NFC Championship Damn. game. Give me I, the two teams I, you think are in the championship game. I'm going to go New Orleans. <laughs> And I, you know what? I'm going to put my money where my mouth was. I'm going to go to Minnesota. Ooh, how New about Orleans, that? New Minnesota. All right. You're not. You think the Rams have trouble getting back? Um, typically that it's not so much the team that wins the Super Bowl that yeah, struggles team the next that year; loses. it's the team that loses. Yeah, I'm. I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. Um, I like. I like. Man, the way the New Orleans seasons have lo- have ended the last two years. Don't you feel like it's kind of like it, they're just due, like karma. Like they've had the the Minnesota Miracle, and then they had last year's non PI call that changed the rule this year. Like I just feel like something something's gonna happen for them. So that's where I'm going. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go New Orleans and Dallas. Ooh. I think it's time. I think it's time for Dallas. Wow, I, th- I you know what? I kind of like yours better. Can I change mine? Nope. 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 Why don't you ever let me change? it? Nope. All right. Nope. All right. All right. So who you like uh going to the Super Bowl? I'm gonna go with the Saints. Yeah, Saints. All right, so Saints both are, agree with that. Saints are do. Okay. AFC. Um I'm gonna go Kansas City, New England. I know, that's exactly and I'm gonna go Chiefs. You are this time. Nobody Oh, my D Ford's not around to jump offside. It's just it goes against everything in the core of my being to pick the Chiefs to mm-hmm. go to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I like New England. Let me just think. Is there anybody else? I get okay. I mean, I, I mean that's the thing. Who else? Well, I mean, the the NFC is deep, right? right? The NFC is deep, but the AFC is really top heavy. Okay, once you get past. All right, I'm going to go this way. I mean, New you England, go to the Chargers. I'm going New England. I can't Pittsburgh, trust the Chargers. Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh goes. Oh, to you're Super- gonna. That this is not that's not going to age well. No, really, you like Pittsburgh? All right, fine. How about the Chargers? <laughs> Should I take the Chargers? If you want to take the Chargers, you wanna, AFC you West You just team. can't take they're Kansas City. are huh? I don't like. If I'm ranking my level of hatred for the AFC West, yeah. So if I was doing that, Raiders would be number one. Right. Right. I mean that goes without saying. Can't stand the Raiders. Chiefs would be number two. And then the Chargers, because the Chargers are more like, yeah, you know, your annoying little, you're yeah. like your annoying little brother, baby blue outfits, you know, right? You're like, oh man, he's driving me crazy, but come here, you little shaver, give me a noogie. come on, right? But yeah, that level of hatred. So I, I hate the Chargers less than I hate anybody else in the AFC. West. So, so Chargers, I would go Chargers Patriots. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's go, let's go Chargers Patriots, and the Chargers actually win a playoff game against New England. Okay. What do you think about that? I don't believe that would happen. I don't either. And my boy A Lynn gets to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. The head coach of the Chargers. Yeah. I tried to get him on an O'Reilly the other day on a text. Did you? Yeah. Oh, because you guys used to play the O'Reilly oh, game? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Did you try? I tried. Did he fall he didn't fall for it? No, he goes, Oh god, I forgot about that game. But <laughs> he didn't fall for it. <laughs> he didn't even get the joke he get anymore. The joke, right. He didn't even get the O'Reilly joke. Well, it's here. Everybody yeah. enjoy your football uninterrupted until February. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. And you know what else is going to be great? We're going to be with you every step of the way, a couple yeah. podcasts a week, right here on YouTube, as well as every other place that you get us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the other. What other places are Spotify, there, Scott? Spotify. Google Play. Google Play. Google. Well, tell some friends about us. Podbean. Ooh, sounds like coffee. Um, anyhow, for everybody involved in the sticky Truth podcast, we appreciate you, and we'll be back with you uh, to uh, talk about uh, all of these games as they wrapped up this weekend.